I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the basic sensation, Mr. Carl Phillips. Yes sir, what's happening everybody, y'all good? And live from Dubai, mm. Douglas Thomas III. What is going on? Checking in. Hey, you said you would make it, man, and and, and you uh, you're a man of your word, man. I gotta commend you on that. Hey, we here, baby. We. Hey, I'm gonna be real though. It's really, you know. Okay, so here's the challenge. I did make the decree, right? I'm eight hours ahead, so that's good. But I was on the longest excursion of the week with my wife and they told us to like Diddy and I checked a hundred times like do we get on the green line the red line the blue line you know and uh, we were telling my man like yo we, we trying to get back to the Atlantis and he was like all right get on this one I promise you bro we got to the mall well first uh, first mall and then the Dubai mall it only took us about 30 minutes tops Man, why did it? Why did we get on at 5:30, 5:40? We didn't make it back to the hotel to seven. So we went the super duper scenic route. Uh, I was like, okay, I promised 12 o'clock, noon, 8 o'clock p.m. my time, and uh, it got a little tricky. Then we walked in. See, you know, I couldn't say nothing. I couldn't tell Didi, we not doing the. You know, I got to do the podcast. So whatever you got to do is not important. So I was kind of like on pins and needles walking toward and she's like, oh, there's a gift shop. Let's go in the gift shop. So I was like, bet, let's go in the gift shop. And I'm just like, oh, no, I only got 17 minutes to get upstairs. You know, I'm texting E like, what's going on? You know, he was telling the truth because he sent me a picture of Didi in the gift shop. I was like, yep, let me just pray for you. Then. Yeah, yeah. So, so but we, we made it. Brothers, we made it. No we doubt. Did. We did make it, indeed. And so, uh, just run it down to us, man. Give us the, the brief version. Didi actually sent Carl and I a picture of you. Uh, <laughs> looked like you was asleep in a robe with a strawberry hanging oh, out your man, mouth let me tell you with something. chocolate sauce. Let me tell you With something. chocolate sauce stuck to your robe. If sleep is for suckers, then call me a lollipop, okay? <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> You know, and you know, we say, see, whenever we go on these trips, you know, uh, Hawaii, Maui was like, it's the best trip ever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't say we anymore, because I'm not, I wasn't invited on this one. So, you know, what I'm don't saying? say we uh, until I get invited back on the you next feel one. Me? So it's kind of cliche ish. And this one, I'm going to be real. I was a little, you know, nervous. Shout out, you know, the empty nesters, man. And again, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but I remember being uh, at uh, football practice once. And I was talking to a gentleman who visits uh, at Michigan State, and he was just like, ooh, empty nesting. He's like, yo, I don't know. He's like kind of putting that negative thing on the scene. And I was like, whoa, bro, like I ain't trying to be funny. Normally, I don't say nothing to people because I'm like, look, your experience is your experience. But on this one, I was like, yo, bro, I don't know what you and your wife, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what y'all experience has been, but let me stop you. You know, I've, I've poured into my marriage. I love my children, uh, but I think I've been very balanced on you know, loving them, but not putting them, you know, in a place that they don't deserve to be. So I've always, you know, had, you know, spent the, the hours or the minutes or the moments I could get with D. So, so man, being here with her alone 
you know, at first I was like not nervous in terms of our relationship, but you're talking to almost 10 days. Like we, that's a lot. Like normally we do trips, you know, ETA, you know, we got our little groups that, you know, we get together. So I was like, oh, okay, just in terms of time, like, oh, that's a lot of excursions. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not 100% sure, but shout out, man. Right, to, right. Uh, beginning with the end in mind, you know, for real, I'm saying that every married couple, like for real, for real, it, it will be a day if you blessed, you know, and under the right circumstances, because I know there are some children, you know, who see just honestly are not medically in a position to ever be able to leave home, you know, so mad respect to those parents, you know, who have children that they're going to have to care for forever, you know, but for the rest of you guys, like really, man, think about like, think about your marriage, like really put in time with your spouse because the day is going to come where it doesn't seem like it, like your children are like, you know, just consuming a lot of your time, but a day is going to come when you guys are alone. And if you have not invested in the marriage up front, it's real hard to do it on the back end. So, you know, Didi and I were super excited. We got the Uno cards, you know what I'm saying? Got on the plane, got the little snacks. I'm just like 10 days of excursion. First three days, man, I'm just going to be real. First three days. Like we literally got our money's worth in the hotel. I don't think we left the property. Now it's not a bad property. Don't get me wrong. It's not a bad property. And what I like about it is you're getting that island. You staying at the Holiday Inn, right? Y'all at the Holiday Inn Express. Atlantis Express. And um, man, you know, for real, shout out, you know, to um, those individuals who taught me back in the day. You know, make sure you put enough money aside that when you vacation, for real, you could do it right. So we were able to get you know, like an executive suite. And as you look out the balcony, like, yo, it's, it's, it's paradise on the property. But as you look at uh, the skyscrapers across, you know, in Dubai, man, beautiful, beautiful uh, city, man. Like everything is modern in terms of the skyscrapers. And so, man, it's just, it's weird because Hawaii, Maui was unbelievable, man. You know, um, Miami, unbelievable. South Beach, you're looking at the Atlantic one time. We look at the Pacific another time, but when you're looking at a skyline and the ocean, like, bro, I just have never experienced this. Normally, you know, when I'm looking at a body of water, it, it's the property you're on, and I'm talking about nothing but, you know, cruise liners, et cetera. Like, bro, I sent you the pic. See, like, you're on an island, and then you're looking at a massive skyscraper. Like, this, this is, I've been in New York. I've done Houston, Dallas, you know, San Fran, L.A., Dubai, man, I've seen nothing like it. So first three days, for real, man, just chop it up. We were just chopping it up, having worship, you know, talking about Jalen and the graduation, getting prepared for that, you know, um, talking to the kids here and there. And Didi's like, this blew my mind. Like, this, I praise God for, for putting it in at a young age. But Dee was like, yo, she was like, yo, I, I could have done like a solid 16, 17 days here. Like, no disrespect to the kids, to the church family, the ETA. But it was just, I mean, man, it, it's the first three, four days, like I said, we a room service. And you know, DD anti-room service like that. We don't really get down like that, but we did room service. And um, I think the thing that's unique here, the food is filling, but there's no like, you know, burgers and, you know, greasy foods. Like, it's not like that here, man. It, it is. The food is to die for, man. It's just been a phenomenal experience. Then we did the two-day excursion. I sent Carl to pick. I knew it had to happen. I knew we were going to get to the largest mall in the world, the Dubai Mall. So we got there, man. I mean, <laughs> oh wow, it's an unbelievable mall, man. I just, first, when you walk in, like, 
It's just massive. You got the Rolls Royce, the Bentleys just sitting there. Like, it's crazy, man. Um, and then every store you could think of, you could imagine. We missed it day one, but we went back to that area today. Diddy wanted to pick up a couple of shirts that, you know how D is. She'll, I'm talking about she'll go three, four hours strong and walk out with nothing. And so she asked me when we got on the bus, those two shirts, what did you think? I'm like, I, brilliant, phenomenal. Why didn't you get them? Right? I said it after <laughs> the fact, see. But of course, we went back today and scooped oh, them. Right, 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 of course. We went back and scooped them. And then why did we find the Cheesecake Factory? Y'all feel bad saying it, but we oh, found oh, the Cheesecake Factory in Dubai. Oh, no. So we, we sat out, man, had, wow. our, had our usual, you know what I'm saying, breakfast sandwich. Do it, did it taste the same? Oh, uh, bro, let me tell you something a little bit better, see. The Coke is a little light, sweet, light. <laughs> it ain't as strong as back in the crib. It don't have that ah to it but um yeah man but shout out man to the food man. hey same exact menu e? i'm talking about the exact, hey, same exact menu exact, diddy got the turkey burger boy i got the uh, breakfast sandwich wow. with the chicken romaine on, on there so exactly the same man <laughs> exact same look all the same cheesecakes of course oh, yeah. it was in arabic but everything was the exact everybody was in white it was crazy bro everybody had on white Everything was the exit. The bread came out. I, wheat, please. Only wheat. See, the butter was cold in Dubai. See, the butter was cold. So, yeah. So you talk about replication. Oh yeah, no, they man. can't. They yeah, it. they they can't get over that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, so do a lot of the people there speak English, or how was it? Like, how's it been at like the? Yeah, hotel? yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable, man. I, Carl and I talk about this all the time, but talk about you know a source of embarrassment, man, for real. Um, it, it just, man, every time you travel, you find that people speak, you know, multiple languages. And of course here, um, English is, I mean, everybody speaks English uh, as well as probably three or four different languages. Of course, being on the property, everybody speaks about five or six different languages because, you know, you got people from all over the taxi cab drivers speak multiple languages. That is unbelievable. In the mall, everywhere we went, see, like, they'll start off. And in the currency, Carl's crazy. They every they take every currency, bro. They take every single currency. So, Are you serious? Yeah, it's, that's unbelievable, man, just to think sometimes. Remind I, me of myself. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I take all forms of currency. I, I would say, though, the Trey, you know, um, Avery, of course, you know, Jesse, Joy, man, for real. I know a lot of times, you know, on that level, uh, you know, where we're from, it doesn't seem like anything but English. But man, just traveling, I'm just realizing, you know, how limited we are, you know, with just the one language, man. So I, I would just encourage you guys, for real, for real, you know, put them in something, man. Give them a second language because, um, yeah, the world is huge, man. Yeah, That's no, trade school, they work on uh, Japanese and Spanish yeah, uh, pretty regularly. Yeah, please make it Although I have not seen school. him pick up any terminology. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Play <laughs> He's not it. saying hola. Yeah, and I'm just saying, he play, play with it, play with it a little while, but for real, uh, you know, K through 12, man, don't give them an option, man, but drill it. And then hopefully by the time they get to college, they're fluent enough to do at least, you know, a couple credit hours in it. But when I tell you it's needed, you know, man, even being on a plane, you know, for real, it just, I mean, they're doing three or four different languages. The pilot is doing three or four different languages, making sure everybody's comfortable, everybody knows what's going on. It's not just English and then French, you know, whatever. It's everything, man. So it, 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 it's a humbling experience to say the least. So yeah, I got, how, when you coming back? I got two more, see? I got two more, see? Two more, see? Two more days. Oh, for real? That's it? Oh, okay. Yeah, now that went by. 
Yeah, that went by pretty quick. Why don't you stay out there, man? It's been peaceful around here. We that was quick. we doing the podcast at reasonable right. hours. He go hit. You see, he texted yesterday talking about what time y'all trying to do the podcast. He said four a.m. I was like, Carl, noon. Oh, I just ignored it. I just ignored it. See, I just, Bruh, I just let me know C, something. y'all. Once C gets past, <laughs> I just C ignored. I like, like five, that six a.m. It's oh, a yeah, wrap. Nah. Like once he yeah, gets nah, the day gets, going, yeah, it goes it's a wrap, man. Yeah, I'm on yeah, the hustle, it's man. It's a wrap. So I, I just yeah. want to make y'all, sure. And y'all know I don't answer the phone nor the text after business hours get started. Yeah, no, it's uh, but no, we um, yeah, we we happy for you, bro. I'm glad you got a chance to get away. Um, you know, I guess maybe you know maybe on the next one, Carl. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let me yeah, tell you something. Maybe it on the next one. It will be a next one, one bro. It will. It's just a trip of the century. Yeah, this, hey, hey, this is a trip I'm, of the century, man. We I started slaving, so we'll see where it goes. Let me say this too, man. This to all my, you know, people who operate like ET, man. I vow to my wife, man, and I, you know, only she can tell. We'll know at the next marriage uh, retreat. See, we'll find out, or the next marriage session, uh, we'll find out. But man, I literally, I literally, you know, turned off you know, the, the, the 120 in terms of work about two days before we left, I kind of, you know, got started. And then when we got here, man, I'll be real. See, I didn't even come up with any, with any ideas, like in terms of, um, you know, the school districts we're about to work with, um, you know, videography, memes, like nothing, bro. Like, I, this is the first time in my life, and I don't know how it happened, but this was the first time in my life, man, that I really turned off, you know, mentally, I shut down mentally, physically, man. I only got one day where we worked out. We walked for about five or six miles in the mall. Then I came home and did it three miles. And that's really the first day, man, that I had to exercise in terms of like, you know, cardio and just shut down, man. It was like just in the room with her, even when, you know, she was sleeping, I was up. I would just, you know, kind of just stay there and cuddle, watch TV or whatever, man. Uh, uh, practice a little bit on this Spanish. Just look crazy stuff, man. I didn't do anything you know, that, that was mentally taxing or that would take my weight, my mind off of the trip. So I'm just going to say to those of you who are like us, man, like you are entrepreneurs and for real, you got to go get it. Like, you know, you, you don't have a nine to five. Like you really have to go get it. I'm going to say at least once a year, put yourself in a position, not just financially, because I know you know how to make money, but really carve that time out. Because it's harder for us to, to carve the time out than it is to make money. For a lot of y'all that's listening to us, like you know how to grind and make that money. You don't know how to shut off. And um, I think my wife will say, you know, for real, man, it's the first time, really, man, I could ever think of shutting down, you know, to the magnitude that we shut down. The plane ride was sweet. Shout out. Well, you shut down pretty sweet in Hawaii when you lost your phone, though. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? When your phone was in the ocean. By force. Yeah, something had to happen, though. My phone phone is blazing here. Hey, we, we had internet on the tour bus. You know, so th- yeah, usually something negative has to happen or catastrophic for me to go there. And this one, I honestly, man, I'm shocked. Like, I'm going to be real. I just didn't know for this amount of time, you know, the, the, the 15th to the 25th, man, that's a, that's, that's a lot of time for me. You know, so to be able to shut down like that, man, is um, whatever. Like I said, shout out to Didi, a trooper, you know, um, you know, her, you know, leaving her job. And you could tell, like, she did the same thing, you know, Didi. We'll call her job, make sure everything is all right. So with her retiring, she still wants to help them make that transition. So she shut down and for real, man, first three days, bro, we didn't go anywhere. We were on the balcony, just listening to the music from the balcony, you know, looking at the water. It, it just, it's been super duper peaceful. So I just want to say for those of you who are married, those of you who have children, 
like, yo, you deserve it. Your company deserves it. Shut down. I know this ET saying it, it sound real. It sound foreign for me saying it. But uh, yeah, man, shut down. Give your body some rest. Give your mind some rest. And if you got a sweet team <laughs> like me, man, you can do that. I know some of you are like, but E, I don't have that kind of team. So I, I feel you. But at some point, man, please shut down. And the next time, you know, we talk about Dubai, me and Didi both said the squad's got to be here. It's a little costly seat, so we're going to have to do some extra episodes or something. Oh, I don't, hey, hey, let me tell you something. I, I, I will definitely make some cost cutting, but I'm not flying spirit to Dubai. You know what I'm saying? I have refused to fly Spirit Airlines to Dubai. I might have to fly EasyJet. You know what I'm saying? This next pod, hey, this next podcast is sponsored by our Dubai fund. Oh, no doubt. Definitely. Yeah, if you would like to see Carl and I go to Dubai in the near future, please Please donate a little something. Well, yeah, no, man. Thanks for sharing that, man. Glad you're there. Glad y'all have fun. Glad you're safe. And uh, we'll be happy to see you get back. Meanwhile, um, stateside. Um, I, I'm, I'm, uh, unfortunately I'm still lying. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's going to a whole new level. And I just, you know, uh, of course I was going to tell y'all the other day, but I'm like, no, let me save it for the podcast. So next door, um, uh, my brother and sister-in-law, they had a fish and, um, Trey and my, my niece, Sydney were very fond of the fish. So Trey would go over there after school every day. And they want to feed the fish. Every day. Lord Every day. Mercy. I mean, it's like a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like his thing. He come home from school, put his stuff down, get a snack. Boom, let's go feed the fish. So they get there, they feed the fish. This has been going on for, I don't know, a couple months. They got the name for the fish. What's the, the uh, uh, Redmond is the name of the fish. <laughs> um, wow. wow. Redmond. Y'all yeah. live in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, well, his name's Redman. He's red. The, the fish it was a tropical fish. He was red. So it just, you know, he came, they, I don't know, they gave him the name Redman. So we, everybody, uh, you know, gets home the other day. This is, yeah, this is for what, maybe Friday. And uh, we go over there to feed Redman. And my sister in law looks and she's like, he's dead. And I was like, uh oh. And she was like, she came to me. Nah. Somebody else is lying because my sister-in-law is lying <laughs> and she had already told Sydney that the fish was asleep. Now, the fish is belly up at the bottom of the tank. I'm talking about straight belly up. So I'm like, shoot. So I looked at Trey and Trey was like, let's feed him. Let's feed him. And he came in and Trey looked and he was like, whoa, something wrong. He said, he's not moving. <laughs> and I said, well, he's taking a nap. So we're, so they're like, oh, OK, he's taking a nap. So he taps the glass trying to get him to move. I'm talking about nothing. So then now Candace comes over. The four adults, my brother's there, the four adults, we're all strategizing on whether or not to tell the kids that Redmond is now a dead man. You know what I'm saying? Like, flat out. We're trying to figure out, should we tell the babies that this little fish life is over? And we, we literally went back and forth. I think my brother was like, yo, go on and tell them. They got to find out. But I'm like, how do you explain death to a child like of something? You know what I'm saying? It's just like weird. So um, we actually went with uh, just not telling them and telling them the, the fish was asleep. Now, they came back for like the next hour and tapped on the glass every 10 minutes. Can we feed him yet? He's still asleep. <laughs> and Trey looking at me, Daddy, he's still asleep. And I'm like, wow, my lying now has gone so far as to telling my son that things are alive that are dead. Yeah. 
I'm like, this is unbelievable. I can't, I'm, it's like I've woven myself into a lie of spider webs that's so deep that I can't get out. And so I, I, that was my question to you. How do you get this one out? Like, what, what's the plan? Are y'all going to do the, the, the buy another fish? Oh, uh, Redmond is back alive and kicking. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> Redmond is back on the loose. Oh, let me tell you something. All is well in the Quinny household. Redmond is doing his thing. I'm talking about healthy. He got a little bigger. He's even bigger than he was before. And uh, all is well, man. Um, it, it is a true miracle in the household and the kids are, you know, they're, they're coming home every day and, you know, they're feeding the fish again. So, I mean, it is, you know, so, it see, is. I just got one thing to say. What? Next conference we do, <laughs> next major conference we do, all my psycho children psychology. Don't come up to me talking. I know. Please, if you I know. You want to say to see? Just I say know. it to see. Please I'm don't I'm I'm, to I'm, I'm very aware. Please don't. You know, you know what's so crazy? I've been lying so much that I was like, yo, one day when Trey turned like 35, what if he just decide, let me just go through all of these old podcasts like, whoa. Pops was just I'm, my whole life is a lie. And so uh but no, nah, man, we end up but I was like, yo, let me ask y'all like for real, would you have just been like, all right, he did? And then you know that comes like, what is what is that? You know what I mean? Okay, he's dead. What does that mean? He stopped. You know, I get, they don't breathe, do they? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like, would have been on there. Yeah. I'm saying though, like been all over there. Yeah. And just told him he's dead for real. I'm <laughs> not. I'm being serious, Carl. Oh, what, Diddy would def. Oh, Diddy. Diddy would have definitely told him. Uh, told me it was dead. Yeah, she had no. And heart. just flushed him down the toilet right in front of the babies. Absolutely. Hey, wow. It's a Absolutely. part of life, man. Hey, it's a part of life, and the faster you get used to it, the better equipped you'll be. It's gonna happen. Mm. Hey, hey, how do you not not to be funny, see? But how do you explain? God forbid, something happened to you know somebody that they know. They're taking a long nap, like, Carl. He, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait till by eighteen, nineteen, they may come back. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm not prepared to have this conversation right now with a three-year-old. It's just certain things. That a three-year-old is not capable of comprehending, and it's best if you leave them in the dark. But it's the the lion is out of control. But you know what's crazy? I see other parents doing it all the time. You know what I mean? So, and I, I found out actually. Shout out to everybody who came up to me after the last podcast or whenever I said it. Who was like, "Oh, when you said my phone battery is dead or it's broke, I use that one every time." Oh, that's the oh, that's the lifesaver. Oh no no, and and I'm oh. out there. See. I do know that. I'm just saying that that psycho that child psychologist who is I'm talking about pulling. Their oh, hair for sure. Out right now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> they pull, they pull their hair out right now, and they can't wait to get. Oh yeah, no, they go, they gonna get me. Hey, y'all gotta hear this though. Hold on. I, I, oh man, I can't believe I almost forgot. Shout out to Josh. Josh was here yesterday. We had some meetings down here in Atlanta, right? So I, <laughs> I was taking Josh back to the airport, right? So we we had got back to the house, and I was like, boom, let's go pick up Trey, and we'll take him. You know, so I don't have to worry about getting back in time to get him from daycare. Uh, little mama was already gone because she had a doctor's appointment. So I went and picked Trey up, and we're, we get on the road, and we're riding to the airport. The traffic was kind of bad, and Trey wanted to watch a movie, like, in the truck, like, flip the screen down, plug it in, do the whole thing. But I was on my phone, like, listening on my phone, so I, I had to use my phone because I didn't have any DVDs in the car, so I was going to put Netflix on. And so Trey was like, Dad, pull the screen down. I want to watch a movie. Here come the lie. I'm talking about flowing with no problem. Trey, the screen is broke. Josh looks at me and goes, wow, you just got the truck. The screen's broke already? 
So I looked at Josh and I started rolling. He was like, oh, oh, oh. So, so he was like, yo, you got me in, Trey. I was like, duh, it was so funny, though. Josh was like, yo, you selling them lies hard. I said, experience, baby. I got a lot of practice telling these joints. So, hey, hey, did he? Diddy just asked me, see, is there an age that you... Oh, I don't know. It's getting good to me, E. It's getting good to me. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, dog, it's so much easier than telling the truth. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I I don't even know. I'm like, yo, I don't know. Like, it's just easy. He won't... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, maybe I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm. I really hope that one day, forgive me. I know it's probably not a great strategy, but certain things that just make your life easier. And man, my son is like, he's not just going. <laughs> oh, okay. What? So the alternative, like I said, is to be like, no, you can't watch it. Ah, why can't I watch it? And you know what I mean? The whole. No, I don't got time for that. I just say, hey, the screen's broke. Like I said, the next day it works. He don't question the blessing. He's ready to go. He's like, thank God we back in commission. So I don't know. At some point, I do feel like I'm going I'm going to have to start telling the truth. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no, it is. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, no rush. It's not no rush. right now. But um, here's the thing. I, I, let's get into something serious. Yeah, know, because like I said, you know, everybody CJ play too much. Um, which shout out to everybody who came up to me was like, I don't know who's saying no, that. No, that make the real. podcast fun. So uh, we'll see. Let me see. Oh, so I wanted to ask y'all something. And, um, you know, we have some questions for E uh, about Dubai that we'll address later in the Ask ET segment. Everybody knew you were going to Dubai. So I breathe you family sent in some questions. Um, but uh, listen, I was at the store. Now, this is our neighborhood store, right? And usually I go, you know, towards the, like, you know, before I get the kids, if I need to grab something, you know, like four or five o'clock. And there's this guy in there. He's like maybe mid thirties around my age and cool dude. Like every time I go in, you know, it's like the neighborhood store, public. So it's like, I see my man, like, you know, I go up, I'm like one of those people who like, I go to the grocery store three, four times a week. You know what I'm saying? Just like, I, it's right there. So I just stop instead of you know, buying a ton of stuff at one time because we end up throwing it out, you know, we end up not cooking it, whatever. So I just, you know, stop, take five, 10 minutes, do my thing. So I see this dude all the time, I know him. And, you know, we got a cordial relationship. And every time I see him, I'm like, yo, how you doing, bro? And like, he has this same reaction every time. He's like, man, like 30, 40 more minutes and I'm out of here. And I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you just let it go. Like, ah, oh, you ready to get off your shift? I hear you. So then every time, 30, 40 miles, man, for an hour, man, one more, just looking at the clock, counting down the hours. So I'm like, man, okay, my man been at work, you know, for a long time. But the other day, I promise you, it was Sunday morning. I think they opened at 8, 7 or 8, I don't know. But I got there like 8.30, and I'd never seen him this early. And my man, I, you know, what's up, bro, you good? He's like, yeah, I'm just counting down the hours till I get out of here. And so this time I was like, all right, I ain't going to you know, try to get in my man business. But I'm like, yo, you just, I was like, y'all just opened up, didn't you? And he was like, yeah, bro. But if you like me, man, you working here, bro, you be ready to go home. And I said, you just got here and you ready to go home. And he was like, yeah, bro. I'm like, so why, why do you work here if you can't stand it that much? And he was like, bro, it's a job. And I was like, I understand that, but there's other jobs in the world, one. You know, and I just, you know, we kind of got into a conversation. It wasn't a a lot of people there. And he was just like, 
yo, I basically come here and, you know, literally look at the clock every second till I get, get ready to go home. And I was sitting there and I was like, wow. I was like, yo, that is like my worst nightmare. Like, can you imagine going into a job where you literally look at the clock and are counting down the seconds until you can leave only to know you got to get back up the next day and do it again. And so I start asking them like, yo, you know, why don't you do something else? And I was like, what do you like? He was like, well, you know, I like music. I always been good with, you know, construction. I've been good with my hands, stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, so, you know, why don't you try one of these avenues? And, you know, long story short, he was like, yo, I got a couple shorties. You know, this is a little bit more stable. I've been here for a while. It's comfortable. You start going down the road of all of these things. And I was like, yo, I'm always like torn because people always ask me, yo, you and E quit your job. You just quit your job. And I'm like, yeah, we did, but I ain't have kids, one. And my wife had a job at the time. So when we quit, you know, at Michigan State and we went to do our own thing, yeah, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have all those things. But like, I still you know, had, we still had enough to like eat, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I didn't have any kids. I didn't have bills. I didn't have, you know, tuition at the, you know, school, whatever. I didn't have any of that stuff. And so I was willing to grind it out a little bit more, but I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, yo, should like, should I tell this guy, like quit your job and go after your dreams? Or is that like not even real? Like, should my man just stick it out? But I'm just like, yo, you hate it that much. But I guess my question to y'all is like, yo, it's easy to be like, yo, just bounce and follow your dreams. It's like, but at the same time, I didn't do that when I had kids. You know what I'm saying? So I guess what I'm asking y'all is, one, do you know people like that? And then two, you know, what do you tell my man who's in that position? Of like, bro, like, do, do you tell him to leave and go start something that may or may not work? out? I don't know. I, yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I don't, don't want to cut you off, Carl. I definitely want your commentary on this, but I, I'm gonna tell my man, Carl, just stay at your job. You know, cause I'm being real, I'm being real, see? Working a job is way easier than being an entrepreneur, bruh. You can't handle being a nine to five dude, you definitely ain't about to handle being an entrepreneur, bruh, where you gotta get up and go get it. You know what I'm saying? Well, you might have to get up at three or four o'clock at some seasons of your life. Like, see, when you was doing the album, the first mixtape, that was free. Bro, you wasn't getting up at 10 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Your, your schedule shifted. You know, you out of town morning. You in New York. You in a studio. So I'm just being real. Like, if, if, if you got an attitude, you know, like, you, you don't really want to work. Like, working is what you need to do. Like, if you really don't want to work, then you should have a 9 to 5. Because here's the deal. They going to pay you regardless. You know what I'm saying? Flat out. Like, they got a rule. When you clock in, you clock out. Whether you're giving 70% or 80%, it ain't like in corporate America the dude who giving 120 all the time is like equally rewarded. Like it ain't like I get 120 and I'm gonna be able to get an extra 40, 50 grand in my job. It don't work like that. Now you might get some self-satisfaction and you might get a little promotion here or there. You know, you might get a raise, but it ain't about to be 40, 50 grand. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm not trying to discourage people who work. Like if that's your thing and you do it well, continue to do it. I'm talking about a different group. I'm talking about people who only work because they have to. Like, yo, you need to keep your nine to five and you need to be cautious. Like, don't don't take no job that's going to have certain requirements. So you're like, just do that job that they're not really watching you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not really that deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you do ain't going to really change the trajectory of the company or your personal life. So I, I know this sounds crazy, Carl, but I'm saying... Yo, go ahead and keep that because if you don't have a strong work ethic, if you don't have no ambition, you don't have no passion, you don't got no grind, 
bro, this world, you, you not going to eat. Like you don't eat in our world automatically. Like you don't clock in and clock out. And then when you get fired, they, you draw unemployment. Like it don't work like that in this world. In this world, bro, you got to have grind out of this world. And you might go years see grinding and still not see the fruits of your labor. So I, I'm just going to say to my man, go ahead and keep your little nine to five, bro, and keep being angry and upset about it. I can't. So I, I'm with you to a point, E, but it's, for me, it's just like, man, so you're just going to live the rest of your life unhappy? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you just, my man, I'm telling you, my man might have been, E, like, and, my age or maybe a little younger than me. And he been up there probably, I've been here three gonna, years. Just, he been up there since I got here. So he been there at least three years. Wow. And that, that's my only, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly in terms of your, who you are as a person. If that's who you are, then yeah, but I'm just feeling bad for that person that literally, um, like, th this, is, this is your life. Your kids, you got kids that's watching you do this, man. They're going to repeat that same cycle. So that's the part I'm like, yo, I, I, I got to encourage you to find something. I don't care what it is, but find something that you at least like doing. I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying find a way to do it on the side at least. Just find. But you feel here. me, though, Carl? Just the crazy part, like, when you think about it for us is like, yo, when we was like wilding, like, bet, we about to start a company and make a million dollar cup. Like, yeah. yo, we didn't have kids. No responsibility. So like I'm that. saying, like, yo, I don't mind eating Raymond noodles, peanut butter, and jelly. It ain't going to stress me out. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know, when you got shorties, and I'm like, shoot. But at the same time, like, what do you tell somebody who's grown and not happy in their profession? Like, yo, do you tell them to quit? Do you tell them, you know what I mean? Like, Ian, I guess you, you a little older, but you probably got more experience. But, man, you, you it's a fine line. I look at my dad. Like, my dad... For real, don't get me wrong, like, I don't think he hated his job. He definitely didn't like his job. He was definitely counting down the days till he got up out of that joint. But at the same time, Pops was like, yo, I got to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? Like, so I think he kind of sucked it up but, and just... But understand something, though, see? Yeah, but understand something, though, bro. You, you talking about the 70s. You know what I'm saying? You talking about the 70s, the 80s. Listen to me very closely. That, that was the era of... You, you know what I'm saying? Industrial revolution, if you will. That yeah, was, that, was, that, that was that was the era of work. Opportunities, bro. Cash was like, working. That, yeah. That, that was, I mean, that, yeah, and, and and the opportunities to make money. It wasn't no Silicon Valley, see? It wasn't no it wasn't no apps or no internet. You know what I'm saying? Like it it wasn't a lot of it wasn't a lot of opportunities like that. So so the opportunities that they had, I respect them because they took advantage of it. It's like, yo, we mm -hmm. do this, our family gonna eat. So 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 we're gonna grind this thing out. It you it wasn't a hundred motivational speaking companies back then. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, you know, uh, uh app companies or you know, consulting firms. It wasn't a whole bunch of those opportunities for people. So they took advantage of what was there. Well, plus e, you didn't era, have bro. you didn't have a whole lot of other lifestyles to compare to. Like the only other pe only other lifestyles you True. saw was the people around uh, you, bro. and they was doing the same they thing you was doing. Your neighbor, Living bro. in the same houses, working at the same uh, job. And and what you said, C was it was a it was a measure of sacrifice in that okay we got these good jobs good jobs see you could take a trip or two here and there you ate every day your kids was close these were good jobs see and we have the opportunity to make it better for the next generation in that we have enough money and enough knowledge to help our kids go to college so so you're talking about bro like you you're talking about they were forecasting and doing some things, you know, you and your brother went to college. Like, that was huge. So it wasn't just like they were twiddling their thumbs, going to work, talking about they didn't like it. They were saying, we're going to take this opportunity and we will make the best of this opportunity, not just for our current lives, 
But for the future, and you look at you seeing what you were able to do, you look at what you're doing, Carl, but then more importantly, like I look at the life that y'all kids have. Like my kids didn't necessarily start off in no middle class. I'm looking at the home Avery was born in. I'm looking at the house that Trey was in. Like Jalen and Jayla didn't come out. You know what I'm saying? Like living in that. We were in apartments. We had just moved from a rat infested, roach infested apartment with Jalen to a decent upgrade apartment. And both our babies were born in that apartment shared room before we were able to get our first home. So, so it's totally different. Now, let me tell you, Carl, maybe six weeks ago, if CJ would have asked me the same thing, I might have answered it different. But let me tell you, see, why I'm like, leave my man be. Just let my man be. I'm at the Cheesecake Factory, Carl. We're not even talking about um, we're not talking about a fortune 500. I'm in a cheesecake factory. There's my wife goes to the bathroom and, it, and the way the bathroom is set up. It's a lot smaller than at home. Uh, uh, you know, still upscale like cheesecake factory is definitely, uh, you know, the brand. But there was a young lady that was that was there, I guess, attending to the restrooms. If you I guess if people didn't know where they were, she was like, here's the restroom. And Didi came back and was like, she was like, yo, I'm tripping. I was like, what happened, boo? She was like, yo, I just left the restroom. This young lady from the Philippines, been here about four or five years, Carl, and Didi said she was in the bathroom practicing. And Didi asked her, what are you doing? She's like, I'm practicing my English. And Didi said, why are you practicing your English? She said, because the more languages you learn, the more opportunities you have, and then from a financial standpoint, you go to a whole nother level by learning English, whole nother level. And so Didi was like, I don't even know the words she was trying to pronounce. Didi said, once she told me it was English, I didn't know what she was saying in that room, but I know she was in there grinding. So I'm saying, oh, I'm wow. saying she in the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> She's taking a job as an wow. attendee to the restrooms. Come on. And saying like, yo, I'm, I will take it. And sometimes I think, see, the, the, some of the individuals in the States, bruh, because it is, you know, the land of opportunity. You know, people, man, they, 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 I hate to use this word. I know some people going to get mad at me, but it's a spirit of entitlement, bro. And I'm just being real. When I was at the Olive Garden, I, I blew the, I was faithful over a few, bro. It's like you said about homegirl. I had people coming in there for me to place they order, see, and I ain't bragging, but I was a bus boy. I wasn't even a waiter, bro. I wouldn't wait because of the alcohol issue, and I ain't really want to sell people alcohol. But I promise you, people would come in and say, yo, that bus boy, I want my man to serve me. And they gave me a little hookup where I could go both ways depending on who the customer were, the customer was. And so I'm just looking at my man like, yo, my problem is you do have a job, and you are getting paid, and I just know and I'm a partner, I don't own nothing, but I'm a partner in a business. And I hate when I have people who work for me who just want to check, bro, it hurts, it hurts, see? Just to think about what we've invested, bro, the blood, the sweat, the tears, to know that people just coming to draw a check. And here's the deal, they could be partners too. They could be partners too, see, in this thing. But they come in with that, with that worker mentality and they just barely want to work and they just want to get a check. And I just, I promise you, man, I, I, I've seen, I, you know, I'm just going to be real. I seen Rondell, you know, with the Juice Boy, just saw he was doing some stuff with one of the companies that we work with. And I'm like, yo, bro, I'm proud of him. I'm like, it's like, it just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just see some people when there's something that they have of their own, you know, they could take it to that next level, I guess. But I'm just saying whatever opportunities when he, when, when, when he was doing what he was doing originally with us, you know, he would put in work. He was he, he would drive 10, 12. It didn't make him a difference. And so I see somebody like Rondell who took advantage of the opportunity he had and he saw our entrepreneur spirit. And then he went on and did what he had to do. What I hate is the person who is not who is in the environment 
who could who could promote, get promoted or go to the next level, and all they do is talk negative about what they mm. have instead of saying, let me just be faithful over this. Let me just beast this out. Mm. Let me just 120 this, and then who knows what could happen. But that 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 poor piss attitude. But that's the question, though. How do you get excited about a light that you can't see at the end of the tunnel? And and, and I'm saying that's you know the what I'm saying. Problem, like right. like yeah. you. So you you yeah. asking us to like you asking my man to step out on faith of I'm about to come here pumped up every day, fired up. And it could possibly not happen anyway. You know what I'm saying? But but, it, but we did that. We didn't know we would be here. You, you know, like you said, with the vending machine. So I think I think see for us, and, and I want people to understand this, that if your loyalty is to the outcomes, you'll never be successful in life. It, our loyalty is to mm-hmm. our loyalty mm-hmm. is That's to big, yeah. our pride in what we do. We take pride in what we do. Our loyalty is our last name. Mm-hmm. We got our parents. You know what I'm saying? Who, whose name is on the line? Whose reputation is on the line? Like, it's a lot in stake here. So we're not doing this to get paid. Now, uh, we're grateful that it turned out like this. But come on, the first year it didn't. The second year it didn't. The third year. And you never heard us say, what's going on? Oh, man, I can't stand this. Man, I hate this motivation. Man, we on YouTube. Ain't nobody sending us no money. Ain't nobody giving us no gig. We didn't have a poor piss attitude because we valued it because it, 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 it was our pride. Hey, we was def- oh, we was yes. defending it, Equad as Kip. Like we were defending it because people were coming at us like, "What y'all and doing?" Ones, we were defending and, and, what we were doing, even though we can see ones. nothing. We're not just talking about you know what I'm saying people oh. on the street. We're talking about people that were close yep. to us that that were, and I don't want to use the word challenging, <laughs> but, but, but were but they loved us and wanted to make sure that yeah yeah yeah. No, no, I I agree, mm. and I understand from our perspective. I just. You know, I mean, so many people out there, maybe even people who listening to this podcast and, you know, I just, you know, who get up and go somewhere, they can't stand their coworkers, they can't stand their boss, they can't stand the environment, they can't stand, you know, like every day they get up is like, ah, like, you know, for real. And we used to see it, I guess, when we worked like, yo, now that I'm sitting here talking, that is literally the reason that TGIM started. Yep. Because yep. on Friday afternoon, you walk into the office, it's like, and then Monday morning, oh, I'm talking about like, oh, the blahs, it was crazy. Like you could sit, like people wouldn't even speak to you. And like, remember, we would be excited because we had took a break for the two days. Yeah. But like that's, it, I don't know if everybody know the backstory, maybe you heard it before, but that's literally how Thank God is Monday started because we would be so geeked up on Monday to get back in each other's presence and just get to work and everybody used to be looking at us like yo are they on drugs like why are they so hype at eight o'clock in the morning on monday and so no i i guess you're right man and i'm just like yo it's it's just it pains like it almost like made my stomach hurt when my man was just like yo i hate coming in here every day i'm like yo i'm like yo that's crazy like every single day you come in here and you just look literally count down the hours and you do that over and over until you you know basically retire or die i'm like yo i'm like and i and maybe it's even worse for me because we probably at the other extreme of like yo i love what i do you know what i'm saying like yo i'm literally oh, in, you know we own a but company can I say this with, though, you know see, family can, you know what i'm can saying I say like cuz yeah? i just want to make sure that people understand listen to me guys when we say this it does not mean there are not aspects of what we do that we dislike you understand that? Like, if you were to ask each one of us, we oh, could probably sure. give you about three three aspects. So we don't want you to think that because of the nature of what we do, that everything is golden, that it's this yellow brick road. 
You know what I'm saying? That it's this pie in the sky. You know what I'm saying? And that we don't have challenges. Bro, we have challenges. You understand what I'm saying? But for us, we listen to what we say. We love what we do. We don't always love what we can't control. You know what I'm saying? But we love what we do. You understand what I'm saying? We love it. And so I think it's in the passion, you know, that we wake up and the way we approach this, we approach it different than my man at the job because of the passion. We approach it differently because like he said, we're brotherhood and what Carl does affects me and what I do affects Carl and what, that's why I'm doing the podcast. That's why I was on the early morning, uh, uh, um, um, uh, what is that called? The, the EBB call. That's why I would, I mean, I didn't even do it. Jers was running it. I was on the Sunday call. Why? Cause I love it. Now, now I'm in Dubai, so it's eight hours. So do I have to schedule some stuff? Do I have to make sure with my wife, everything? But Didi was like, yo, it's the Sunday call. What's going on? Like, we, we, you own it? What's it? You know, so guys, I'm just saying we don't necessarily love everything about it. Just because we own the company doesn't mean we control every single thing. We don't, but we control what we can control. But the one thing we do control is how we look at this thing, how we approach it, and more importantly, when things go well or they go bad, the way we handle it. So I'm just saying, if you go into your job saying, I can't stand my job, I can't stand this, I can't stand that, like, yo, don't put the onus on them. What is it that you can't stand and why are you still there? And what would it take, who would you have to become to almost buy yourself out of that opportunity? So if you were to buy yourself out, what would it take? I'm looking at Frederick Douglass. I, I, I'm, I'm just being real. Frederick Douglass was born a slave, right? And he bought hmm. his freedom. <laughs> My man bought his freedom. Flat like, out. Like, literally, he bought Thieves his freedom. Mo. Like, hey, hey, how much is it going to cost Crazy. to get me up out of this? Okay, okay, just, just give me a price. <laughs> However much it costs for me to Straight buy up. myself out of slavery. Okay, I got it. So what do I no. need to read? What do I need to learn? What do, okay, got it. And he would literally sneak and tell kids, like hmm. uh, the, the, the white uh, young kids, he would say, yo, I bet you can't spell cat. I give you my lunch. And they said, come on now, cat. That's whack, C-A-T. And he'd write it down. And he was self-taught, guys. <laughs> no library, no internet. So I'm just hmm. saying, got if you don't like your circumstances, what would it cost you to buy it out? What would it take for you to buy yourself out of that mm. situation? What kind of attitude would you have to have? What type of work ethic would you have to have? And I'm just saying, I bought my, I bought my, I'm at, I'm in Dubai, bro. I'm in Dubai <laughs> with my girl, bro. We flew first class. <laughs> what the uh, perfect um, setup. Standing in the executive suite, bro. Like, yeah. like, like not going on certain field trips because we waiting for y'all to come back the next time. Like, we ain't even gonna do that. Like, nope, we not. Okay, we cool on that. When the team come back, not, not if they come back. When the squad come. And my wife, I was like, yo, D, when the squad come, we're going whatever. And Diddy was like, I don't know about you, but we stand, I, I, we stand in executive suite again. Like, I can't afford not to. I'm like, you can't what? She's like, I can't afford not to stay. You know what I'm saying? I need some space. So <laughs> I'm just saying, what would it cost? What would it take? Trying to buy my way out of come the, 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 the deluxe room. Come on. How early would you, you know have what to saying? get up? Trying to buy my way out of these coach class tickets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What would it take? So that's, that's all I'm saying. See, I'm saying we could look at it. All right, so let let me so then do do me a favor because we all you know we we pride ourselves on giving practical information. So I'm gonna go give this podcast to my man. You know what I'm saying? Let him hear. Et is telling him what? Like, give me some action steps because I'm I'm loving everything you're saying. I'm fired up, but my man going into work tomorrow morning. Are you? What is he doing? Is he getting a book? Is he? uh, What are you encouraging him to do to start taking action? The first thing I'm encouraging him to do is if he don't have the money to go fly to a third world country, go look one up. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, go online and look up what happens when you don't have running water. Mm -hmm. I just want him mm -hmm. to look at all the... I just want Bro, him to hold on. Hold that thought mm -hmm. right there. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. I watched 60 yeah. Minutes, oh. and they did a special on the South Sudan. And I promise you, bro, like, like you, I don't know. Like, back in the day, I used to, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't watch that kind of stuff. It made me feel so bad. I was like, man, but I, I don't know what it was. But I was like, literally last night, I turned it on. And it was like a special on the South Sudan. And they talked about there was 5 million people who, like, you know, were on, a, you know, obviously, you know, just hunger, you know, plaguing the whole, you know, region. And they were dropping food from the sky and stuff like that. And they were saying, like, people would come you know, about thousands and thousands of them would leave, you know, with nothing. And they were showing these kids, I'm talking about, it was a seven-year-old who was like 22 pounds. And I'm just looking and I'm like, yo, the opportunity, like through no, like fortune of your, like sweetness of your own, you just so happen to be born in the States. Like, yo, like we, you, you absolutely right on what you hitting on there. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I literally, like for real, and if you listen to this, go like go look at it. If you need something specifically, there was, I think it was last night, or no, Sunday night, whenever 60 Minutes come on, I record 60 Minutes, I like catching those specials, but just look it up on YouTube, South Sudan 60 Minutes, put that in YouTube and watch it. And when you talk about, for real, never complaining about nothing again. So yeah, I'm sorry. You go no, for no. it, but if, I love then, step yeah. one. I'm, I'm in. And, then it, and, then, and if, you know, if he, if, if that's not enough, watching it, go to certain parts of New Orleans. Go to certain wards. Go to Detroit. Certain parts of Detroit, like for real. And then what I want you to do is come back to your job. And then the second thing I want you to do is count every blessing you have. Count every like what what are the blessings in being at this job? And I don't know what it is. Maybe you can pay your bills, or maybe you live for check to check. I don't know, but maybe you can buy food and your family can eat. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe you have gas money. I don't I don't know a running water or a roof over you. I, I don't know. I don't want to put stuff in your mouth. But the second thing I want you to do is count your blessings. And after the, look after t the second one, I don't ever want you to go back to complaining again. I just want you to count all of your blessings. That's all I want you to do. Third, I want you to go to the boss and ask, what would it take for me to get a better position? Like, what am I not doing, right? What am I not doing? Or what? better yet, what are the requirements? What are the skill set? Like, what is the mindset? Like, what, what, what is a person who makes twice as much money as I am? What, what do I have to do to become that? That's, that's, and then that's it. Do those third things, and if you can get past those third things and get you a promotion, then come holler at me, and I got four, five, and six for you because I'm, I'm way past that because I did that, right? I did that, but I just want you to do one, two, and three steps first, right? And con look, con when you get to two, Take a picture of it if you can. Like, look, people know me at the church, bro. I, I'm, I, look, I'm telling my age, but I remember there was a time, I praised God for water, like cold and hot out the same faucet. I remember a time growing up at my grandparents' house where it was like cold water, hot water. You had to make them jokers come together. I remember there was a time where it was no shower. You, if you took a bath, like it was literally, you had to take a bath, that's it. There was no shower. Like, so, so there's some amenities, bro. I, when I was coming up, see, like, and I love this generation, bro. When I was coming up, you just couldn't run up off in the refrigerator, bro, and just grab food. Like, it, it, it was portioned out, bro. It was portioned out, bro. We couldn't right. just run in and just go grab, uh, eat three honey buns uh, if we wanted to. That's like lunch. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it was enough meat. It was enough 
egg. Like you just couldn't run in there and just hit groceries whenever you felt like it. Like it was portioned out. So yeah, bro, I'm just being real, y'all. Not to mention the 37 miles you had to walk to school uh, that's, every well, day. That's what my mom said. I only <laughs> you know had what I'm One way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One way. I asked. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I asked my mother. I was asking my parents. It was a couple weeks ago. I was like, man, y'all raised my brother and I. Like, what would you do different? Like, for real, like, we are all right. You know what I'm saying? We ain't screwed up too bad. But what would you do different? You know what I mean? If you had to do it all over again. My mother said, like, she, she, she was hinting exactly at what you said, E. My mother said, I would make y'all more involved. And I was asking her, like, what should I do with my kids? Because I want them to be as balanced as I can. You know what I'm saying? And parents, I'm telling y'all, listen to this. My mother said exactly what E just said. Teach your kids about service. Get them involved in serving other people as early as they possibly can. Let them see the other side and let them see it, I'm talking about often, let them see it often, because I promise you, exposure to that, it will change everything that you do and say. Exposure to that oh, will you, change man, everything. Look, I, I told you, bro, I went to, um, I had never really done, like, you know, I had been to like soup kitchens before and stuff like that, but I had never done anything on Christmas until Candace family in Detroit, they always go to like a shelter and pass out, you know, toys on Christmas day. Bro, when I tell you that changed my life like, you, there was kids everywhere, and I promise you, these kids got the little, I'm talking about dollar store, toy, truck. I'm talking about the littlest, little, terrible toy that you could possibly imagine. And when I tell you, they faces were just lighting up, and they were going crazy, like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, some stuff that, you know, my middle class but back then would have been like, what in the world is this? And so you're absolutely right, man. And I actually thought about it, and Candace and I talked about it. And matter of fact, shout out to my wife. She had an idea where she was like, yo, we about to start get all the toys that we was going to buy for him. We're going to buy them for some, some other kids and take them. And I wasn't really feeling my wife at first. I was like, okay, I'm not feeling that because maybe we could still buy trade toys and go get, you know, some toys for some, you know, we, and we do that every year. We adopt, you know, a couple kids and just bless them. I'm talking about clothes, toys, like everything. But like, I, you, you absolutely right, Carl. And your mom is onto something like, yo, I do want my kids to see how fortunate they are and how blessed they are because for real, you start complaining and thinking your life ain't this and your life ain't that. And, um, you, you know, you never know, man. You got to be grateful for every day. Carl, I think I told you uh, a friend a friend of my, uh, you know, sister-in-law, her, her husband was just, my man was like, yo, they were out to dinner. My man was like, my stomach hurts. And he woke up the next day, his stomach was still hurting, went in and found out that day he had leukemia. My man was in shape, everything. And so you, 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 you complain about your day and you complain about certain things and we all guilty of it. Every one of us listening to this podcast, you got moments where you like, oh man, I ain't want to do this, I ain't want to do that. But yo, you do have to be grateful for every single blessing you have. And the only other thing that I would add to what you said, E, in terms of the instructions for my man is like, yo, change your verbiage. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, every time I see my man, he say the same thing. Oh, I can't wait to get up out of here. You know what I mean? Just like, for real, and E, you're one of the first people that actually taught me that. Like, I always used to hear people say that. I used to think it was corny. Like, I'm not, I'm not about to sit in the mirror and do no affirmations. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, be, be for real, I just thought it was corny. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah. But like, yo, I would see, and Carl, you could speak to it, and I never seen E do it in the mirror, but I'm talking about like, we would be on campus, and E would be like walking, and like somebody be like, how you, he just blessed and highly favored of the Lord. How you doing? I'm talking blessed about like every favor, time. Yeah. And it's like, yo, he would say it so much that I would start to feel blessed and highly favored. You know what I'm saying? Just from walking with him. And I remember, he used to like to get it out quick. And I remember like, yo, he used to be so passionate about it. It would put 
smiles on the person's face who says something. And I'm like, yo, that verbiage is contagious and it's energy and power in your words. And so for real, man, uh, I, hey, I remember one time, I Carl, were you with us? When he was like, when he looked at my man and my man said, how you doing to eat first? And my man was like, oh, brother, don't worry about me. I'm blessed and highly favored the Lord and you are too. He was so stuck because he used to getting it off first. <laughs> he didn't know how to respond. He was like, yo, I couldn't even say nothing. My man hit me. You remember that? I e? sure do. Oh, I was dying. Oh, I was crying. Like He was stuck. Like, uh, have a good day. I was like, yo, E, he just murdered you at your own game, bro. So, nah, man, um, thousand percent. So, yeah, I got to play this for my hey. man. Yeah. Hey, one other thing, see, one other thing I add, man. I, e, I don't know if you remember, we were in Phoenix. This day changed my life along, along the same line, see. But we were in Phoenix, and I remember uh, we were at the Westin Hotel. We were doing a conference there, and I took up the little brochure they had in the room, and the caption on the bro brochure said, "Live life like you're on vacation." Live life like you're on vacation, and I promise you, I, I remember taking it up to this day and looking at it. And I was like, wow, like you've, I've never heard that. Like live life. I mean, think about your best vacation. Like, what are you doing? And I'm not saying like, you're not doing work. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm on. Like, what's your mindset when you're there? That's how you want to live every single day. Like you get up excited. Like you just get to go to the beach today or whatever it is. Like your mindset is in a whole different place. So when I read that, I was like, yo, why, why is my mind not there? Every day I wake up like looking forward to today. And the only thing that needs to change is me. You know what I'm saying? I need to start looking forward because like we said, we all got so many things that we need to be thankful for that you can't, you can't wake up pissed off every day if you really think about the things that you got going good for. You can't. I don't care who you are. I'll, I'll take the challenge. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you listening to this, you tell me that your life is that terrible every single day that you got the right to wake up pissed. I'm challenging you right now. Please send us a message. Like, I'll take the challenge on. But I'm telling you, you stop for one second and think it, it's not what you think. It is not yeah, what you no, think. Yeah, no, a thousand percent, man. Y'all hitting, you know, right there on it, man. And um, I'm about to take this podcast and just give it to my man. And, you know, like Carl said, man, anybody out there who – you know, it's not going the way you want to. And you know what's crazy about when you speak life and when you have that attitude, not only do you attract good things, you repel negative things. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, it was just people when we were at the university who just didn't want to be around us because we were so on fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was always right. the people who yeah. end up dragging you down anyway. They used to hate us. Like, they couldn't stand being around us. They didn't want to come in our office. They didn't, you know what I mean? Like, so not only do you attract mm -hmm. all the other mm -hmm. people who are on fire or who are looking to make things happen or excited about life, you also repel, you know, those people speaking negatively. Because the last thing, somebody who negative and down and in the dumps all the time and hating on people, the last thing they want to do is be right there um, in the midst of the fire. And so, oh, um, E, how long you got? I, I want to be respectful. Oh, bro. Didi just how long said, you got? Oh, Didi just said, how long it's going to be? It's been an hour. I was like, well, not. Okay, not how long? Hey. How long? Ask her how long I got. <laughs> Didi, how long do I got? She said 10 minutes. 10 do minutes. We have hey, change? watch do this. We have 10 change? minutes. All right, cool. Hey, I'm like, when it, when it hit right. record, though, see, she did it when I first called. I'm like, yo, it start an hour from the time we push record. Mm -mm, mm -mm. No, D. Come on now, D. Come on, I'm D. Tell D. We're going to extend the mall before. trip. Okay, I'm going to ask her, D. So, what she say? 10 minutes? Because it's going to depend. How much time we got, D? You know what? First off, let me just say this. I'm amazed at how uh, the guy who is not organized, who hates structured people, 
could think to put a mic in his bag, remember to pack a mic, remember where the mic is after traveling 13 hours and set it up on vacation. This is the same guy that would go to the grocery store and mm. I would have to call and say, babe, did you remember to get the kids out the cart? But yet still you can bring How much time mic. we got? That How much time zero. we got? Out. Five minutes. Oh, oh, D. Oh. And he did the math, subtracted how, what time it was for us and what time it was for y'all. The exact time. Come on. Man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. We might need another trip. Hey, you okay. might need oh, another for trip. Sure. Oh, so, so I'll do the ask. But, but what I got, 10 minutes? I wanted, I wanted to get your opinion on something real right, quick, right. And, and then and I'll then let we'll y'all go. Well, I guess. We'll have to do the Ask ET next week. The Dubai boy next week. Okay, I got you. Right. But uh, Okay, we'll do Ask ET next week um, real quick. I wanted to get your opinion on this situation just because we've been talking about my man and he just is the gift that keeps on giving. So I don't know if y'all seen, I don't know <laughs> oh, if y'all seen LeVar Ball. We talked about him, father of uh, Lonzo Ball and the, the rest ball. of the Ball brothers, the three kids who are, you know, uh, dynamic players. And, you know, if you've been following us on the podcast, you, you heard us talk about it. But um, my man had a little dust up with the Kang. And um, I just want to see whose side y'all on. And so when I, I'm going to read this to you, and then I want I want you to say, did LeBron go too far, or was LeVar out of his, uh, out of his lane, and and he went too far speaking on uh, this particular topic? So it says LeVar Ball, father of UCLA star Alonzo Ball and high school phenoms Lamelo and Leangelo, has gotten the attention of probably every basketball fan uh, and player. Now that he's gotten, now he's got the attention of LeBron James. Just recently, LeVar told MSN that his son Lonzo is the best player in the world. To me, Zoe is the best player in the world, LeVar says. Yes, even better than All-Stars LeBron James. LeVar has even mentioned LeBron's two children, Bryce Maximus and LeBron Jr. Ball said that too many expectations will be set for his kids to be as good as their dad. The monsters in the NBA, their dads weren't that good, Ball said. They were okay. They were players. But the fact that the old Dell Curry was no all-star, he wasn't cold. He could shoot the ball, though. Kobe Bryant, his dad wasn't all that. That's why he's such a monster. You got LeBron. It's going to be hard for his kids because they're going to look at him like you got to be just like your dad. And after a while, that pressure starts sitting in on you like, why do I got to be just like him? Why can't I just be me? And then they're going to be like, Oh, you're soft. You're not that good. You're not as good as him because the expectations are very, very high. Earlier today, LeBron James spoke with reporters to get a message to LeVar. Keep my kid's name out your mouth. Keep my family out your mouth, James told ESPN. This is dad to dad. It's a problem now. He can talk about his brand. He can talk about his sons. He can talk about basketball. He can talk about me. But keep my family name out your mouth. So... Before I say anything, did LeBron, who went too okay, far? Who went in the wrong? Because I got to go. He be like, you got to go. So I'm, I'm out after this, all right? So look, first and okay, foremost, I don't it. think yeah. anybody is in the wrong. Yeah. You know, I said it last week. Mr. Ball is a genius. No publicity or no marketing is bad marketing. Here we are uh, almost in the um, March Madness and getting ready for the draft, and his son's name is all oh, everywhere. And, and here's the deal. I keep I keep saying this though, Carl. Everywhere. This is yep. what they can't say about my man. Everything he's saying is truth. He's telling the truth. I mean, when you look at the great, uh, again, uh, this is my greats: Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, 
uh, Michael Jordan. None of them did well as coaches. Let's just be real. None of them was able to coach a team to the NBA finals. Like he's telling the truth. You know, generally when um, the coach has been great, we haven't seen that produce, you know, great outcomes. Whereas when we look at most of the coaches who play, who are Hall of Famers, who coached multiple championships, these weren't dudes that were Hall of Famers, you know, when they played the game. So he's telling the truth. He's not lying. These are facts. But I feel LeBron in that what you're trying to do for your son, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, the motivation and the inspiration and the imagination, you know, in creating history and, you know, and, and allowing your kids to do what, you know, probably has never been done before. Like, that's what he's trying to create. But what he did to LeBron's kids is the is, is the act the, uh, the the absolute opposite. Now he's saying when the father is great, the kids can't be great. So I feel LeBron. LeBron like yo, now you starting to put you know what I'm saying like not necessarily negativity, but now you're trying to speak life. No, we just death. talked about the power of the yeah. tongue though. So you speaking, speaking words, yeah, right? You're speaking death to my children. Like LeBron said, if you would have just said you know most players or historically or traditionally. You know, it's been proven that, but like he said, now nah, you starting to say my name. Like, I don't want my LeBron kids still young, you know, and I'm not saying this is going to affect them, but he's saying like, yo, don't put that out there in the atmosphere. Don't tell my kids they can't be better than me or just as good as me. So absolutely, I, so I that's my point. I understand ball, but it's like, yo, LeBron, like, yo, for real, I feel LeBron and I know I have to be careful, bro. Like when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? You get on the mic and you just start saying stuff and you saying names and stuff. It's like, no, that's not necessary. Like you don't have to, although you don't mean anything negative by it. Like, yo, you got to be cautious when you start calling out names. I'm saying to myself and the other motivational speakers, sometimes you can get caught in the moment that Mike could get hot. You just start talking, you know, and you're saying things, man, that that could be offensive or like LeBron said, it's just not necessary. Like, keep my name. Keep, but like I said, my man, all facts, though. You can't debate it. Everything he said, fact. But I feel LeBron. Don't bring that negative energy over into my home. Well, I'm just saying, what if somebody said Jalen can't be great because you great? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not feeling that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't even put that out into the into the hey, atmosphere. And I you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you trying to... I can't say a name, see? I can't say a name, but, but there is a individual who is a billionaire and I remember talking to their, one of their children and I remember that child specifically saying to me, my parent has done X, Y, and Z. I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to be able to accomplish. You know, and I thought that was a deep conversation, bro. I was like, whoa, that's pretty deep. Like they spoke almost with limitations because they were saying like, yo, for real, my, my parent Man, they have done some phenomenal things, and I just don't know if I can live up to that, you know. And so I feel LeBron like, yo, don't my my baby boys don't need that negative energy. Yeah, you know the other thing I, I got a problem with is, and I think I'm about done with my man because, like I said, it's a you know you you making about your sons, but it's about you too. Does anybody else think? And I don't know if anybody looked at it from this point of view, but does anybody else think he was getting dogged out about only scoring two points a game, and that was like your way to make it look sweet that you was terrible? Like, oh, I, I, like almost you suck so your sons could be good. I'm like, bro, you the guy to like. I see your moves. He like, oh, well, don't worry about it because Steph Curry, daddy, wasn't that great. Look at him. Like, come on, bro. It's like, 
the the self-serving nature like it, i thought it was okay and it was kind of cool and it was just all about his sons but now my man is like yo you doing this like like some self-serving stuff like it's about you now it ain't even about your kids like you i see my man on sports nation and all. i'm like bro come on man sit down somewhere if you want your son to be drafted number one overall he's gonna get drafted number one overall ain't nothing gonna change that whether you talking loud or not but i'm a thousand percent in agree agreement with brian Flat out, keep my kid's name out your mouth. If you want to generalize, go for it. But do not mention my kids by name. So, E, all right, give, give us a quick nugget and get out. Give, us one, give me 10 seconds. Hey, for real, see, I said it on the podcast. I'm sorry, on the Instagram earlier. Like, for real, guys, my man who you mentioned earlier, and I want you to play the clip, Carl, if you don't mind. Um, but, yo, you got to get disgusted with the level you're on, for real. There's no way you're going to get to the next level until like you get disgusted. And I'm talking about crying. I'm not just talking about those people who are average or under average. Or, I'm saying who good, who great. Like for as long as you gloating in it, as long as you looking in the mirror at your success, as long as your success as Pierre said is a trophy, like for real, you treating it like a trophy, bro. You're going to be stuck on that level for the rest of your life. Look, get disgusted. It's time to get disgusted with that level. I'm in Dubai, Carl. I'm disgusted, Carl, at some of the stuff that I'm seeing. For real, bro, the level that they own, some, man, uh, I'm, Carl, I'm coming back. I'm about to grind, bro. I'm about to grind. I'm like, yo, E, come on, E. You got opportunities out of this world. Like, it's time to take it to another level. So I'm just saying, whoever you are out there, don't say you ready to go to another level if you're not disgusted with the level you own. Because if you're not really disgusted in your spirit, in your heart, about the level you on, I promise you're not about to go to another level. Why? Because you idolize this level. You love this level too much. You adore this level too much. Like, you infatuated with this level too much to ever go to another level. So stop, as C say, stop scoreboard watching. Stop trophy setting, right? And get disgusted with this level so you can get to the next level. All right, man. Appreciate y'all E, man. Thank you, man, for jumping on. Tell Didi we apologize. I'm about to get in trouble, but I'm out for Dubai. I'm out for hey, Dubai. Safe baby. flight home, man. Love you. <laughs> All right, I'll see y'all. Love y'all yeah. too. Hey, appreciate y'all listening to this podcast, man. As always, this podcast is brought to you by breatheuniversity.com. Go check us out right now. Carl and I still on. We're gonna be there. Um, great call this Thursday coming up, man. And we would love for you to be a part of it. Uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. Go leave us that review. We'll see you next week. One day I made a decision that enough is enough. I'm tired of being average. I'm tired. I'm tired of being good. I'm tired. I want to go to the dealership and buy the best car. I want to move to the nicest neighborhood. I want to fly first class. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to Australia. I, want, I made a decision. Enough is enough. It's showtime. Will a real Eric Thomas please stand up? Some of you in the room right now, you are where you are. You're giving 60% when you have 120 in you. Why? Because you've never made a decision. All right, now I need to hear you outside. One, two, three, because I believe. All right, come on, give yourselves a hand.